Hey everyone, welcome to Conan Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Kruger. Niners played yesterday. In the sense that they showed up and got smacked by the Raiders in a game that didn't matter, but they also got smacked in two preseason games. Kyle Shanahan just had his uh, conference call, day after conference call. We'll talk about that. We got to start with the guy everyone wants to talk about, even though he's not the starting quarterback. He's still the main topic of this team, and he played yesterday. And that's why I think like this was the most like engaging preseason game I can remember. Like This was high stakes. Trey Lance played an entire half, and it was uneven. What did you see, the good and the not-so-good from Trey Lance's outing? Well, I mean, you know, I, it's funny. I, I did the right-after-the-game, um, you know, live stream, and I would say 90% of the people were like, he sucked, trade him, he's terrible, he's awful. Uh, Flav, Get him off the team! <laughs> Flav was going off. Um, God you love know, there, <laughs> there was just There was a lot of discontent about the performance. Now, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and pretend that I'm, you know, a quality control guy and I'm going to go spend crazy amounts of time looking at just his plays. And really, so, so I have a total autopsy of what he did. And what I found, Grant, is that he played 27 plays. And of those 27 plays, seven were runs and um, 20 of them were passes. Of those 20 passes, two of them you could attribute to offensive line meltdowns. I mean, two were so bad of offensive line meltdowns that you couldn't do anything but attribute it to offensive line meltdowns. The other um, 18 were broken down in 10 good plays and eight poor plays. Eight plays where I think you could question him. Ten plays where I think he had the right read. Uh, everything looked good. So, you know, that's that's what I got out of it. Um, you know, he, he eight, eight bad passing plays is a lot in 20. But um, what I also saw was that they moved, they got one yard in their first nine plays, their first three series, one total yard. And after that, it looked a whole lot better. He, you know, he started slow and finished fast. So, um, like, give you an example. Like play 27, I thought was a good play. Play 26 was a very good play. Play 25 was a very good play. You know, he he had a number of good plays. Um, but people remember the the two non-interception interceptions. Um, could those things stick out? Because people see that. And they see the overthrow of Dwelly in the flat. And those things stick out. Um, but to me, it was uneven. And that's probably the best thing I could say about his performance. It wasn't tragic. It wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy's never going to be a quarterback. They might as well just cut him. It wasn't like, hey, Sam Darnold is undoubtedly the number two quarterback and the whole thing is over. Call it. It's not. I mean, and I've heard a lot of that. Um, it was a young quarterback who had 318 pass attempts. I'm not making excuses, but we're talking about a guy with eight career games, four career starts, and hadn't played since early last September in a competitive environment, and he started slow. But I thought it was it was inconsistent and not great, but it wasn't like defining or end this competition right now, as many, many, many people are saying today. Yeah, I felt like it was undeniable he made a few bad decisions. And I thought he was late on several throws. Like, yeah. the one that, that was the touchdown pass. 
I thought he was late. Conley was open. It was the last guy in his progression. Maybe it's tough to get there that quickly, but you could call it a bad decision. You could call it late. Kyle seemed to like it, but that was an example. Just being a tick late on a lot of throws. That being said, like it was a complete meltdown on offense. And I think it was interesting that a lot of people wanted to blame Trey. Like it was everyone. The way I saw it from the press box, they started off with a lot of three-step drop concepts in the passing game from with Trey Lance under center. So he'd take the three-step drop and, a lot of times, whoever the number one receiver was supposed to be was not open. And then Nick Zakel or Jalen Moore was getting destroyed. So could Trey have been better? Yes. But I also thought he didn't get a lot of help. And as you said, he got better as the game went on. I think he showed his accuracy, his improved accuracy. And I think he showed his, he showed his improved throwing mechanics. That throw over the middle to Chris Conley was really nice. It was really nice. on third and eight for like twenty yards, twenty five yards. You talking about one of the toward, towards the back end of the of the of the of his performance? Yeah, in was the that, second quarter. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really nice, and yeah. to, like I, it was kind of uh, understandable that he started slow, given that he hadn't had a real game action in eleven months, and the fact that they opened with eight throws and nine plays, which is not exactly Niner football. Once they started using the running game, I felt like he settled in. And I think that helped Sam Darnold in the third quarter as well. Darnold, I thought, looked pretty sharp. He did have that one perfect dime um, to Ronnie Bell. He dropped it in his lap. But, I mean, you know, Darnold's played five years in the NFL. And one, and the, the other guys played eight starts. I think the one that you're talking about was play 19 uh, on the bullet to Conley. Basically, it was third and yeah. 10 from their own 35. Yeah. They're in the three wides. Trey's in the shotgun, right? Yep. Um, and he threw a bullet to Conley on the in route. It was an excellent yeah. throw. The ball was yeah. on time, um, and it w- hit him in the hands. Yeah, that was a great throw. I, that was one of his good plays. And if you look at the back end of his performance, there were more good plays on the back end, and there were more poor plays on the front end. Now, only thing I would push back on you is I did see you say that you felt like Kyle was – putting him out there a little bit like you know passing him too much early i actually looked at it the opposite way grant i i think when you throw on first down like let's go back to the beginning of the of his performance he threw on first down on the first play that he had right and that's the one he got Jalen moore uh got beat by jordan willis and zakel got just just uh bull rushed into his lap by john jenkins and Trey didn't react to the sack, uh, didn't react to the pressure, didn't move back, kind of feet got stu- got kind of frozen, and it was an easy sack. But as far as the decision to throw on first down, I kind of thought Shanahan was trying to bail him out because if you – the Niners, from what I could tell, did not run the ball well in Vegas in the practices, and he knew they were going with their second string O-line. He probably ran, passed him on first down – on two of the first four uh, first down plays instead of ran him or instead of had a running play just simply because you're trying to give the quarterback a chance to not not just run on first down, run on second down, third and eight, all right, drop Trey back to pass. Everybody knows he's going to pass. I thought he was actually trying to benefit him a little bit by problem. throwing him. I don't have a problem with Trey throwing, throwing on, first, on down. first down. I don't have a problem with throwing on first down. Yeah. I do have a problem. Not a problem. I'm I'm confused about calling eight throws in the first nine passes because Kyle never does that. And it's either he wanted Trey, he wanted to reveal what he feels about Trey, or 
he wanted to showcase Trey. And he was thinking, if I give him all these throws, there will be more for teams to look at. But I just feel like, man, that's not your identity on offense. You guys are a run first, play action pass, second team. That's how you call plays for Sam Darnold. That's how you call plays for Brock Purdy. What is that? But anyway, after those three, especially when you got three sacks in those three series, and two of them weren't his fault, according to Kyle Shanahan. So, dude, protect him. He could get hurt. The last time he played a preseason game against the Raiders, he broke his finger and it wiped out two years of development, for, according to Kyle. So, I don't know. Anyway, those three series were strange. It wasn't. It, I thought it was a complete meltdown from Trey to Kyle to Jalen Moore to everyone. But then the second quarter started, and it seemed like everyone picked it up a little bit, not just Trey, but Kyle too. I would like to see – oh, real quick. I want to point out what Kyle said on the conference call like an hour ago about this because yeah. I feel like I, Kyle's I, I, I was not on the call, by the okay. way. Okay. I feel like Kyle's been surprisingly positive and encouraged by this. I, I, I was expecting him to just crush Trey. But really, he's taken the opportunity to be like in Trey's corner on this, and he said he got better as the game went on, um, that the the, two, the first two sacks weren't his fault, that he was dis- decisive, that he um, – wasn't hesitating as much. He was playing faster and more aggressive. That's a direct quote. Playing faster and more aggressive. And so I think that's kind of interesting. It doesn't sound like Kyle Shanahan is, unless I'm misreading it, it doesn't sound like Kyle Shanahan is preparing to trade Trey Lance anytime soon. Seems like he wants Trey to stick around, even if Trey isn't going to start for a while. I mean, you know, the super cynical person could say he's saying whatever he's saying to maintain, you know, trade value, blah, blah, blah. I just think that if you look at this game, that didn't go up yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. It did not go that up. Didn't yesterday. go up yesterday. No, I would say this though. Um, I think if you judge Trey's performance in the first nine plays, you would think he was terrible. If you judged him from t- play ten to play twenty-seven, you would have a different perspective. Yeah, I just think those first three drives, you know, which as I said, it was nine plays that resulted in one total yard. I was three, three and outs. Um, you know, he, he, he just looked a little, he looked a little frenetic. He looked a little mm-hmm. ra- uh, frazzled. He looked a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Rusty. And, and can, you rusty. Say, can we say rusty? Can we say rusty? For a I think wasn't played in 11 months? Well, yeah. I mean, he, he hadn't played since week two, but he yep. just looked a little like, you know, and I, you know, a buddy of mine who, who scouted him, who, who feels like he knows him. I called him last night and he's like, you know what? I actually look at that as a good thing. And I said, why? Give me your reasoning. And he said, because it shows how bad he wants it. Mm-hmm. If you know, it's like, if you don't care, you're just out there kind of slinging it. But if you really, really want it, you're going to, you know, you may be nervous and you may have nerves and you may, it, you may see those nerves up front. And I, at least that's what this guy thought. And this guy was on, uh, was in Fargo, was on campus and has scouted this player before. So he said, Hey, look, I thought he looked like he's a young guy who badly wants to succeed and looked really nervous and looked uncomfortable in his in his uh his you know his first start since September. That being said, I I think once the first three drives were over, I think he made plays after he settled in that he wouldn't have made in the past. Breaking out of the pocket to the right, not scrambling, finding his receiver, making a jump pass without crossing the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He wouldn't have made that play last year. And then the the touchdown pass that almost was intercepted, Kyle Shanahan keeps mentioning that he likes that play. And he wouldn't have. I don't think Trey would have attempted that pass last year. Now, it, it should have been intercepted, but maybe next time he gets the timing right and it's a touchdown pass. It seems like he is improving, and 
What I would have liked to see is him. I liked how the Raiders let Aiden O'Connell play almost the entire game. I'd like to see the Niners do that with Trey. You're so invested in him. You, you should have been doing that the last two years. In retrospect, all those reps you gave to Nate Sudfeld were useless. Josh Rosen, useless. Like Sam Darnold, we'll see. But for a guy who needs reps and can't get them, preseason games, man. Preseason games. I It worked for Aiden O'Connell is all I'm going to say. I mean, Aiden O'Connell looked amazing, didn't he? I mean, he yeah. was incredible. Um, he looked like Brock I Purdy. Mean, you know, I mean, so much of it is accuracy, touch, and timing. And I think Trey's accurate enough. To me, it's all going to be about the touch and the timing. Um, and Agree. and and timing. Like what we saw. And the decision-making, apparently. But I, I, I like his decision-making. You got to remember this. This guy did not turn the ball over right. at all at North Dakota State. Right. This guy was a fantastic. That was one of his strengths coming out was his decision-making ability and keeping balls out of harm's way. Um but he just do the ball we, came we, out a little do, late. Do we agree though? Do we agree though that the the blame should be spread around on the offense? That it wasn't just Trey Lance held the offense back. I mean, I mean, first of all, when Trey was asked about his O line, which I mean, Zakel, I love Zakel as a prospect, but you know, Chris Forster told us last week he's not there yet, and then we went out and saw it. He's not yeah. there yet, and yeah. Matt Pryor. I don't know if he ever was there, but he's there. not yeah, there you. anymore or thank not you. there yet. I don't know what, but prior and Zakel got whipped on the right side. See, I thought before, I, so. And he, and when Trey was asked oh, about yeah. it, Grant, did he, did he blame him? No, no. He said, Hey, it's on me. And that's what a leader does. Right. But like giving you that touchdown pass, that first and goal pass from the nine, you know, Lance fakes the stretch. They're in the three wides. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fakes the stretch to TDP. And then, um, and then bootlegs off of it, and he's got Dwelly for an easy, easy, you know, touchdown. It looks like. Um, and then our Duke Shelley he jumps in, and t- or I should say, he's got um, Conley in the back of the end zone. Shelley jumps in. He's late with the throw to Conley, just a just a, a second late, and Shelley pops it into the air, and it was it was it was a became a lucky touchdown. But that ball came out late. Now, I think what yeah. Kyle is saying is he likes the idea that Trey's got the guts to he throw the it in tight windows and he yeah. processed the right yeah. guy to go to. He just, just speeded he, up. his recognition was a hair late. But so isn't it fair? Isn't it fair for a guy who hasn't played in 11 months? I mean, like we're both saying that the biggest issue with Trey Lance in this game was his timing, yeah. which to me is totally predictable given what he, he's coming back from. I mean, rust is a factor. What I thought was cool was despite his rust, and lack of timing, he was accurate. He was 10 to 15. I mean, this is a guy whose career completion percentage in the NFL is 54. So that's a big step up for him. That's like a that's like a Jalen Hurts level-esque improvement or like a Josh Allen-esque improvement, a guy who is hopelessly inaccurate to being actually pretty accurate. Now he just needs to work on his timing, and I think that should come with reps. If he could get him, I, I really hope they don't bury him and uh, relegate him to like the third quarter next week, so they can give Sam Darnold looks. Because I, I, just, I mean, <laughs> I was listening to the radio today, driving around, and I heard Papa say, "Well, Trey it looks like he's not competing for the number two job anymore. He's competing for the number three job." Well, I now, didn't get that feeling listening to Kyle Shanahan just now. Again, you didn't. The most enthusiastic person about Trey's performance yesterday is Kyle. Surprisingly, surprisingly. Make of that what you will. 
Well, and, and exactly. The cynical person says, well, you know, he's not going to, he's never going to say anything real negative. Um, but at the same time, he um, hasn't been super positive about Trey in the past. He, no, no. I was I'll say this. I saw, I saw enough there that I think that the overwhelming negative pushback post game is all based on the people only see what yeah. they see. Right. They see the overthrow to Dwelly. They see it. They see the interception that became a touchdown. That was a lucky right. touchdown. They see, right. you know, but I thought maybe one of the best plays, the play that I liked the most was the one where he was feeling the pressure, looked left, wasn't there, looked right, wasn't there, felt the pressure, escaped the pocket, scrambled, jumped past to Sneed, Sneed, you know, because that was the kind of resourceful throw that, um, and the kind of off off schedule throw that we hadn't seen a lot um, right. from him, and I thought that was a, a you know that was a real good throw. I mean, that was a great last, play for Trey. Last thing before we move on from Trey, I know we're always I always feel like I'm protecting him. I, I just feel like it's so predictable. The offense is really bad in the first quarter. To me, the blame should be shared. But you know, nationally, when Colin Cowherd and people like that talk about this game, it's not gonna they're not gonna have that level of nuance, which isn't even that much nuance. It's just watching the game. It's Trey Trey messed up. Trey sucked. It's like, yeah, and so did his offensive line and, and his receivers and his coach. Like it, the, the blame should be shared, and then they sort of got it together in the second quarter. That's the way I saw it. But it just seems like Trey is the easiest target of all time. He's a really easy target. And for whatever reason, there's a green light on him. There's like, it's open season on Trey Lance. I think it's a little gratuitous and over the top, but hey, it's the NFL. I don't know. Well, don't know. you know, what you, we're in a, I mean, I mean, this is my take on it. I think we're in a bully, a bully culture. And the 49ers, by, with the presence of Brock and bringing in Darnold, they've told you directly or indirectly that they're not quite sure of Trey Lance. And so right. everybody from the national media to the fans, they smell. They, it's like putting a little bit of blood in the water, That's right. That's and they're right. all That's sharks. Right. And they know it's. And it's the kinda, Niners did it. And it's kind of like when you admit a little bit of blame at an accident. You're like, well, you know, I was looking at my phone, and you were looking at your phone. It was all you. And instead, you know, it becomes it's like the, that's why when people don't like to admit things, they stonewall. They're like, I don't want to admit anything because they know that it, it's if you just do a little bit of admission, everybody's going to pile drive you and and pile on. And that's what's happening here. People know that the Niners are in kind of a developmental stage with Trey. They know the investment they made in him. They feel like, you know, they, they're going to be ahead of it and be like, ah, he's a bust. He's a bust. Um, and in reality, we love to draw these super uh, you know, definitive conclusions, but the reality is started off. He, he was rusty. He started off a little slow. He finished fast. He did some bad things. He did some good things. Now it's correct the tape, get ready for next week. And let's see, see if you happens. can, let's see, if, let's see what it looks like. I think it should is look better? better next week. Like, remember when Brock Purdy had his first, uh, practice of training camp after whatever it was, it was like a six month layoff. I think it was two yeah. for nine. And the next day he was way better. I hasn't had a two for nine days since. So will be interesting to see if Trey Lance has a, a similar trajectory. He may or may not. Julian Cruz said, or Julian Cruz says we mortgage the future to get Lance. Hashtag refinance Lance. Well, the interest rates are going up. Did you notice? <laughs> Wild Wabbit, five bucks. Khalil Kemp. Kyle thinks he's slick, but he won't get over on me. Brock is his guy. Super Bowl or bust. Pick in a pickle. Bet US. Yeah, we need to talk more about Brock, but he's in playing. 
He I will bet be. US is that the new uh, Cone Show? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sponsor? my sponsorship. Bet US. There you go. Look at you. Yeah, been doing reads and stuff. Wild Wabbit says Niners fans think Lance is the reincarnation of Drucken Miller and Carmazzi. Kyle thought about letting Lance play into the third quarter. Um, I I don't know. Just listening to Kyle talk, he doesn't sound like a guy who wants to trade uh, Trey at this time. I think he seems like a guy who wants to have Trey in his back pocket in case quarterbacks get hurt. It's my interpretation. Maybe I'm wrong. Be consistent, man. You give no excuses to Purdy. Lynch was so complimentary. I think Lynch wants to fight. I I think Lynch wants to trade him yesterday. I think Lynch would have traded him months ago. And I think Kyle's like, not yet. Not yet. That's my interpretation. Well, there's no, you know, one other thing. There's, it's not like you can do, you can do one move and then you somehow you're covering yourself from criticism. There's criticism if you keep him. There's criticism if you move him. There's criticism if you move him and he goes somewhere and he kicks ass. There's criticism if you move him and you don't get anything. You know, I mean, there's it's not as simple as, uh, you know, get this guy out of here. There could be more criticism coming, so they got to be careful what they do. Robbie says, be consistent, Grant. You give no excuses to Purdy. If Purdy had been out there with the second-team offensive line uh, taking four sacks in one half and – have thrown to Chris Conley and Tay Martin, and it didn't go well, I would have included that context. It'd be interesting to know what Darnold would look like behind freaking Jalen Moore because Ill Manning is a lot better. We're going to talk about some surprising players, but Ill Manning is one of those guys. Bang Bang 415 says, why does Trey still look so uncomfortable in the pocket? Because he hasn't played football very much, man. He needs to play. I thought he looked more comfortable as the game went on. Zachary Kelway says, Conley's remained positive about Trey and keep trying to protect him so his trade stock doesn't go down even more. It went down yesterday. It literally went down yesterday. Significantly. Literally. Significantly. Nothing he says can change that. Jim uh, Mole says, it all goes back to what we had, had to give up for him. Otherwise, we wouldn't care. With that said, I convinced myself we got Purdy by trading up and Trey was pick 262. You're happy about <laughs> spending three first-round picks on Brock Purdy for real? I'm sorry. He's just, saying, he's just saying he's flip-flopping them. Uh, yeah. uh, Smokey and the Bandit Larry, says Mike Monahan. Kyle continues to hate on Trey, says Lorenzo. Help him, Kyle. Kyle continues to hate on Trey. No, no, no. He didn't today. That was my major takeaway. I was sitting there like, wow. what? This is a very interesting Kyle time for Kyle to finally surprise us by putting his arm around Trey. Like I feel like it's been a long time, and all of a sudden Kyle's like, no, no, I disagree. I thought Trey was j- not perfect, but quite encouraging. I think he's like finally pushing back on all the beat writers who think it's. Were there a lot of negative questions about Trey today? Yes. Oh, uh, yesterday after the game, for sure. And today, I mean, it, it was just like, I think it was Jennifer Lee Chan. Like, hey, what'd you see? You know, on uh, upon further review, what'd you see? And he was like, thought the game, he got a lot better as the game went on. I thought he. What, what was the one playing faster and more aggressive? That sounds like a real compliment from Kyle Shanahan. Not like he's a good kid or that's pretty concrete. It doesn't mean he's good. It means he's better, though, than what he was. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The first play, he faked to Dwelly, and then he tucked it in and took a sack. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. I mean, or is that the hey, third play? Hey, according to Kyle, he... He said Lance wasn't at fault for either of the first two sacks. He gave the the, the neck. He said he, he could have gotten rid of the ball in the next two, but the first two, Kyle said, weren't his fault. I mean, I, I I've never heard Kyle defend Trey like this before. It was surprising, and I want 
it stuck out to me. Like, why is he doing this now? After I felt last night, he kind of said Trey. I th- I felt like he threw Trey Lance to the to the wolves. Trey, you're starting and you're throwing, and you're, we're not going to make this easy on you by handing it off. Sorry. And then afterward, he was like, okay, like I made him look bad. His stock just went down, or I didn't make him look bad. His stock went down. I'm going to be his advocate now. And I was like, that's interesting. Because you haven't really been his advocate in a long time. And now you are? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he turns around and makes Sam Darnold the star next week and buries Trey Lance and trades him the next week. But I, I feel like something's happening. Well, okay. If you, I mean, that actually makes me, if anybody who's talking up anybody, you always have to ask why. Why? Always ask why. Why? So if he's talking up Trey, why? Now, in this case, it could be he could say, hey, this is a young guy with fragile confidence, and he did take some shots. And yeah, he almost threw a pick, but I want him to be more aggressive and right. take more shots and, and, and be more, you know, right. trust his instincts and let it rip. Because uh, that's right. the way you play the position. Or he could be like, hey, we're going to trade this guy in 10 days, and I want to make sure that um, everybody knows that publicly I think this guy's really good. If he wanted to trade one. Trey Lance, he would have called plays for Trey the way he called him for Darnold. Mixing in runs. A, a balanced offense. To me, I almost feel like he was sabotaging Trey Lance's uh, trade st- uh, value so he doesn't have to trade him. I think John Lynch wants to trade him so bad, and Kyle's trying to figure out ways to keep him even though he's the backup. I think John's like, we don't need this guy as a backup. We have Brandon Allen, we have Sam Darnold, and Kyle's like, but I want him. I picked him. He's improving. I thought he played well against the Raiders. Why should we trade him? I don't know this. It just seems that's my theory that Kyle Shanahan's all of a sudden talking up Trey after like throwing him to the Wolves. I feel like he's talking to John. I think he's talking to John saying, no, John, not yet, John. I still want him, John. You think they don't see eye to eye on? on No, I do not think they they see eye to eye. I think John loves Brock. I think John's all in with Brock and doesn't want to have this. I don't think John wants a a backup quarterback competition distraction, right? Yeah. The backup quarterback is the most famous person on this team. He's the number one topic. I don't think John wants that. I think Kyle feels he can control it all. He can control it all. He sets the narrative on this team, not anyone else. It's his freaking team. Everyone trusts his judgment. We're going to find out soon enough. I do. I'll say I this, though. I, I think it's much better to talk a player up um, and because you don't know, right? Haven't we been talk, waiting talk two him years up? for him to talk up, Trey? We've been waiting this for this. He's, he's, they've never talked him up. And now he does it after like what most people would say was a bad performance. Kyle's like, wait, let me step in real quick and be Trey's advocate. Well, it's about damn time. Kyle, wait. Welcome to the party. I, I, I thought it was cool. Sometimes Kyle annoys me, but the last two days I'm like, wait a second. You're sly. Now you're what, sly. If, I like what it. if they trade I him? Like in, what if they trade him in three weeks? Will you feel the same way? Will you feel betrayed? Hey, if, by third, Kyle? if he talks his way into a third round pick for Trey Lance, I'll give him I'll, I'll give him a standing ovation. But I don't think you can talk your I don't think you can talk someone's trade value up. Especially the day after everyone saw him play. Like you can't do that. You, I think you, you can send a message to someone in your organization or your fan base like this is the new narrative around Trey, but I don't think you can get the Titans to be like, you know what, actually, even though he looked like he sucked last night, he actually played well. I, I don't think you can play that. It's like, that's like a Jedi mind trick. I don't think you can do that. Well, it really depends. It, well, the only thing we don't know is we don't know what they were offered, what they're, if there's any offers. And what they would actually was, take. Wasn't it reported? I think Mike Silver reported it. Was, they can't get more than a fifth-round fifth. pick for him. Conditional fifth is what we've heard, okay. but I well, don't know. Well, how. they're not getting a fourth based off last night. 
No. And they're not getting to fourth based off Kyle Shanahan saying one nice thing about him in four years, two years. I don't know. Kyle, come on the show and explain why you're all of a sudden Trey's corner. I think it's intriguing. Timothy Glanders, do you know if Jordan Love was is scrutinized like this? Not nearly as much, but that's why they, they got Sean Clifford sitting behind him. And they didn't trade up to number three for him. Stephen Pryor, I still think a Cone and Krug show at Pig and a Pickle needs to happen. You can't <laughs> review tacos in Mexico City without viewing brisket in the USA. It's hard to do these in person. It's hard to do these in person. The Gold Rush 561 says Kyle gave up on Trey. I don't believe uh, his support for Trey Lance is fake. Possible. I I was caught off guard, and I'm part of me wants to feel like it's not fake. But I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. You play poker. I mean, what? How good is? How good are you at at calling bluffs and poker? I don't think Kyle's very good at lying. I think he. I know. No, he's not a good. I I, I don't think he's he's good at it. It's, it felt genuine, and maybe I'm misinterpreting it. Omar says, drove 520 miles to support my team, which was completely uncompetitive and embarrassing. The faithful showed up, <clears throat> but what a letdown. I mean, it's preseason, but yeah, like, where's the depth on this team? What the, what happened? And like, the Raiders look like they've been, like, they're ready for week one. The Niners look like they're sort of just going to show up week one and say, we're good. So I don't know. Maybe. Raiders we'll look, the Niners look top heavy, and they didn't yeah. play their top. And thus, they right. didn't look very good. Nelson, thank you. Brooks, Zach Wilson played like a bus, got replaced twice, and national media are like, AR-12 is such a good mentor for Zach, but it's open season on Trey. I, I always wondered why it's such open season on Trey, and I tweeted that thing yesterday that pissed people off. Like, if his name was Chad Lance, it wouldn't be, like there would be more outrage about how you're treating this young kid. But we, I don't know. It's partly that. It's partly that he went to a small school. Like, I just don't think there's that many media people in this corner the way an Ohio State quarterback might have a network or a Clemson quarterback might. He's like, well, he's, there's, there's he's no, anonymous. nobody's seen it. I mean, yeah. Trey Lance had a great year where he ran for 1,100 yards, threw for a bunch, 28 touchdowns, no picks. It's might as well not have happened or might as well have been in the sixth grade because nobody saw it. If, mm. if he had played at the Buckeyes um, on, you know, ESPN, and tons and tons of people had seen those games. Then there'd be people going, I know this guy can do it. You know, people, even BYU, people saw Zach Wilson at BYU. Flav says the amount of work Grant has to do to come up with theories to explain why Trey isn't good is crazy. Get Purdy in there before he has an aneurysm. Yeah, I'd love to see Purdy play in the preseason. I think he needs to. I agree with you, Flav. Get he is going to play. There. Good. Right? Game three, though? To. Are you surprised by that? Um. Yeah, I mean, better late than never, but I'd like him. He should have. Been, I think he should have been playing. You just because you believe that if he played, it would he would he would fail and it would no, be more not of a necessarily. I just feel like I'm not saying that. I just feel like he's not the same guy. He said it. He's not where he's not back to what he was last year. I'm not sure he's going to get there this year. He could play at 80, percent but all these picks in camp against the Niners, against the Raiders, what is going on? If you put him in a preseason game and that carried over, would it change your decision on who should start week one? Are you really sure Brock 2.0 coming off this surgery six months six months out is your best option? He he might be. You could say he probably is. But right now, I don't know that for sure. The best option might be freaking Brandon Allen, Larry. Honestly, I'd like them I mean, to find out. One of the reasons Brock threw so many picks in the practices because he played all the plays. Right. I mean, he had 20. Didn't he have 28 throws? 
How many did Arnold did in two practices against the Raiders? That's a little concerning. But I mean, if, if we did it by throw, how many throws did Lance have? I, I read day two, he had two. Is that true? He had that two is true. throws. So, I mean, you know, part of it's exposure. I mean, if Lance had thrown 28 times, who knows? Maybe Lance's would have three picks. I wasn't at those practices. And from what I could tell, I didn't even see any video that I thought was, was, uh, you know, I, where I could interpret it from watching from afar. So you were there. I, I can't tell you what was happening. Hey, if Dan practices. Marino threw four picks in two practices, we let him go because he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But the thing about Brock is that he's only started eight games. And he had this issue at uh, Iowa State and last year, these interceptions that get dropped. I, I mean, we made a big deal about it with Trey yesterday. It could become a deal with Brock considering the interceptions aren't getting dropped this offseason. They're getting picked off. So I, I just want to know, like, is this the same guy? They're saying he is. He's saying he's not, and his play's saying he's not. Well, you so were would, there. So what 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 was it? I mean, was Brock being was he was he turning it over because of inaccuracy, timing that was off, or arms arm strength that is not there? I don't think he quite has the zip he had in the past. I don't think he can quite fit passes into small windows that he could in the past. And I think he's learning that right now. I think he's attempting passes that he could complete last year. And I think he's not completing them right now. And maybe next year he will. Or maybe next month he will. Or maybe next week he will. That's how I interpret it. And maybe I'm wrong. But if you played him in a preseason game, you might get more evidence and get to the bottom of it. Maybe it's nothing. I mean, they're going to play him in something. a preseason game against Good. the Chargers. But it sounds it's like it's late, just going to be uh, tune-up stuff. You know, like first yeah. couple series and out. Hey, hey, when we were kids, they used to have a whole dress rehearsal, right? Back in our day. Remember that? The well, dress rehearsal? The whole, the whole fourth preseason game? The fourth preseason the, game never was. You never saw the starters. It was the third. Oh, that was the third. You, you mean the actual yeah. for the final? Yeah. That was yeah, the third the preseason game. Yeah. yeah. So is that going to be number get, two? I I, do they even do that anymore? They used to actually game plan for it. They were like a whole dry run of how you would do a, a regular season game. I don't know. That's a different era. Jam, uh, Jamila 13 says, if Brock played yesterday with that team and that script, he would have had both elbows amputated and would have been throwing <laughs> passes with his kneecaps. Maybe. I, I, I really feel like that second unit was trash. The Niners Mike basketball Johnson, line struggled. Let's be honest. Oh, my God. Zakel and, and more in particular. Mike Johnson Monsa says, let's be honest. It's because of what was given up for him. And, yes, not being white is a factor. It's always been the case in the NFL. Yeah, it, it almost feels like a um, affirmative action thing. It's like they gave up so much for this guy. And he didn't even do anything. He had no resume. They just gave it to him. It's like, yeah, okay, chill out, chill out, chill out. They knew it. Like, he didn't lie. They knew what they were getting into. And that's why when people, like, come down really hard on Trey, it's like, man, Kyle scouted him. Kyle traded up for him. Kyle picked him. Like, don't you have to, don't you have to look at him a little bit too? Like, it was a failure of scouting or coaching or something. Not just Trey. It's not like Trey Lance lied on his resume, came to the 49ers, became a drug addict, got arrested. Like, none of that happened. That's the way I look at it. I don't know. I, I just think like that, the blame should be passed around. I just think they drafted a very – I mean, look at it this way. If you want to stamp them a bust already, then you could start asking what went wrong. If you think, like I do, that he's just a very – he's a uniquely raw player that's just going to take more time. I mean, if he wasn't improving – like, we saw improvement – from the beginning of his performance to the end of his performance. We've seen improvement from year one to year two. 
Um, if the guy was making the same mistakes over and over and over again, be one thing. He does need to speed up his clock. It's all in it, and his comfort is not there. But how much? How do you is, speed up come, your clock if you don't play, though? Yeah, how much would come with? I yeah. don't know, some 15, Playing. 20, 30 reps, three, four yeah. weeks in a row. I mean, that's yeah. the problem right now. They don't have it. There's no minor league system. There's nowhere for him to actually go to improve. Oh, look, so, there's a thing called preseason. Yeah. There's a thing called preseason, and Brandon Allen doesn't have to play in it. And Sam Darnold doesn't have to play in it either because you didn't invest in them. You invested in Trey. Don't try to act like you invested in Sam Darnold. You didn't. And I, what the Raiders did with Aiden O'Connell yesterday, I thought was genius. I loved it. Play the whole freaking game, buddy. He was true. Or most of it. Yeah. Easy Tino says, I wonder why a 23-year-old small-town quarterback would have fragile confidence. Just listen to the media this year and last year, like crows picking roadkill. I do think, I notice like when Trey Lance has a game, he'll have some good, some bad, and he'll come to the to the post-game presser and just every beat rider's like, so that pick, so that one miss you had. And it's just like over at n- no hesitation. Brock has a, a practice where he's off one day and he talks to the press. There is no questions about his place it's always like so brock how you feeling how you how, right. how are things going it's like how's the elbow how's the elbow how's your family how's the kids <laughs> man how's your wife <laughs> i think somebody <laughs> might have even asked about the proposal I'm telling you man they're, they're treated hey, a little I mean, bit differently they're treated yeah. a little bit differently well, maybe should, life i would this. love to hear a grant Cohn question about the proposal hey were you nervous <laughs> i mean tell me about it I would yeah. love it that you just change your whole just tone grunt. and just, I have, just go I have into faith. like a warm, cozy cone. Oh, that's so sweet. Or no, you know, here's here's the next one. Next time Brock's in the podium. Hey, Brock, uh, quick question. Where are you guys registered? <laughs> Where are you guys registered? Oh, no, I just was I feel we like were thinking that. about getting you a vase. No, I feel uh, like I would lose have, my credentials. We have a few more months, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nelson Gonzalez says, do you think it might be Brian Greasy propping up Brock? I mean, I think they, uh, yeah, I think Greasy loves Brock. I think they all love Brock. Brock's, we all love Brock. Do we? I don't know. I think we do. Niners Daddy says, Larry, of course, Purdy would fail if he played preseason. He's failing in practices. What will change in the game? I don't know. I don't Let's know. See what I mean, Let's see first what of all, practice, uh, you know, I, I I don't put a lot of credence into practice between the, the, t- the same team because there's a script. And most of the time, the players know what the script is. So it's very difficult to evaluate same team practices. Now the joint the practices, script joint practices too. I could, yeah, but I mean, the Raiders don't know the Niners script necessarily. Do they? I mean, the Raider coaches do, but are the well, Raider players I mean, do? Fred Warner isn't supposed to know the offensive script either. And if he gets his hold, yeah. uh, a hold on that, like the, the coaches are going to be like, Hey, stop cheating. You're not helping us. Like you're not supposed to do that. Although I think Fred Warner might sometimes, I feel it's like just, his teammates have said that he does. It's this is a football is a sport with intensity without the intensity. You just don't have the same thing. So it's really difficult to mock up regular season ball in the preseason. It really is. Also, also practice is not football. Like it's football like activity, but it's not really football, which is why Trey Lance could get all the practice reps you want to give him. But the first three drives of the game, he's gonna his timing's gonna be off. Because didn't he look like a guy in the pocket who's really used to not getting hit, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta speed up a little bit." Like it's not practice. I can get that's that's what he looked like to me. Oh yeah, they can. The most disturbing play of the game of the game to me was the the pass to the left to Dwelly on the short out, um, and he airmailed him. 
And he's made that throw every day in practice the entire camp. That was the throw the year ago that he couldn't make that short out where he just to his left and he just gets dips the elbow and the ball would sail on him. That was last year. This year he had eradicated it until this game. He gets into that that play with Dwelly eight feet over his head. Couldn't catch I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing. And maybe I'm like the negative one. I'm going to try to be the positive one today. When, when Brock Purdy throws a pass in training camp that is intercepted or nearly intercepted, a lot of people will be like, you know what? His process was okay, though. And it's just a practice, so it's no big deal. I feel like – and, and like – Trey Lance, uh, Brock Purdy gets that grace. Like people afford him grace. He made a mistake, but it's okay. I feel like Trey Lance should be afforded some grace too every once in a while. And I feel like that's what Kyle Shanahan did. He's like the the, the touchdown throw that should have been picked. I like the process. I like the process. Now, could the timing have been better? Absolutely. But it's a process, and he's improving. And I think it would be nice if more people could give that kind of grace to the quarterback that isn't of their preference. Everyone has a quarterback that they prefer. Totally. But it'd be nice if, if people could do that for, for their I, other one. I think Kyle sees a quarterback that is hesitant and doesn't let it rip. And so when he does let it rip, he doesn't want to push back and say, Good call. yeah, you know what? Uh, it was, could it should have been a pick. Check it down. He wants down. to yeah. reward the, yep. you're going to let it rip because I think a lot of Trey's problem with his timing is just the hesitancy which probably comes from the lack of reps that he's had career-wise, and so he's a little unsure of what he can, what what throws he can make and what throws he can't make. Which is what you know. One of the reasons it would be great to see if he, him have a, an extended preseason run in one of these games. Yeah, like Brandon Allen. No, like no disrespect, he's been playing really well. You're not invested in Brandon Allen, man. You you really do have to do. I to me, once you get, spend three first round picks on a guy. You, you don't get to just throw them away after four starts. You have to make an effort. And I don't know that they have. And that's why I feel like it's not all on Trey. But maybe they are now. And they still have time. Maybe they'll trade him in two weeks. I don't think they will. And Patio 63 says, So sad people dedicate their lives to bashing Trey. Every chance they get, regardless of anything he does, do better and get a life. 29er says, The amount of work Flav puts in on hate towards Trey, he may need to Put a restraining order out on him ASAP. Uh, Brooks says, by Larry's logic, Lance threw too much in the game. Threw too much in the game? Why? Because I... No, no, I don't think he threw too much in the game. I think he needs as many throws as possible. I don't care about throwing a lot. To me, it's about how you throw. If you if you get if you if you get sacked on first down and you and you run into a wall on second down and you're looking at third and fourteen and now you're going to throw, that's a tough uh, situation to throw in. It's hard to throw on third and fourteen. But if you want to come out and next set fresh set of downs and and throw on first down, I'm all for that. Now, if you do that a few times, you're going to have a lot more throws than runs because if you don't complete that on first down, guess what you're doing on second down. You're throwing again, and if you don't complete that on second down, you're throwing again. So if you throw on first down and you don't pick up yards, you can, there's, there's no rule against running on second and long. No, but I mean, I'm just saying, no, Eagles not necessarily. Third down but, all the time. but you're much more likely to throw on second and third down if you throw on first down and get zero yards. All the more reason to run on first down sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fl- uh, Flav says it's not much work. It's actually the only thing Trey makes easy. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, Weary Nut says, talk about Jamison Bell and other good rookies. We're getting there. I promise. Yep. What happened to our D? Can't stop the run. So that's a problem. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Nicholas uh, Parra says, we're focused on the quarterbacks more than anything, but they left a lot to be desired as a team. The depth of the roster doesn't look like it's there so far. Thank you, Nicholas, for saying that. I feel like it's a it's always a quarterback competition with this team, uh, a quarterback conversation with this team, but it was bigger than that yesterday. Monsa says, better comp for Purdy physically is Kellen Moore. Didn't realize Brock contorted his body so much. It's going to be an interesting year. Let's go, Brock. I kind of think of him as Tua a little bit. Similar systems. Uh, similar runs last year. Can Brock, can Tua keep it going? I, I, I want to know. But uh, Tua had a, like, for the first half of the year, Tua was like the most efficient quarterback in football. And then it, and then he got hurt and then fell apart. Maybe he'll bounce back. Similar Brock system. reminds me a little bit of Russell. I mean, Russell's smaller, but, but he's also kind of bigger, right? He's shorter, but he's thick and he's got huge hands. And he controls the ball. Maybe he's Russell a great now. Competitor. Well, I mean, not young I, Russell. When young when Russell was uh, a crazy when Brock athlete. against Seattle last year, you know, trying to run out the clock in the end of that was it the playoff game where he slid and put the ball forward. That was such a Russell Wilson move. That was such a Russell Wilson move. And Ru- Russell was a you know, so, so many times okay. the Niners lost to Seattle, and they didn't lose. They lost because Russell ran out the clock on them. He just. Brock is, I think, reminds me of Russell in that way. Very competitive. Putting Lance in with the second string line, another injury coming, says Christopher. That was a terrible backup offensive line. Weary Nut says, I was at the game and I could feel Trey's anxiety from the nosebleeds. Also, Steve Wilkes, D, gave up 34 points. Yeah, Steve Wilkes, I'm a little concerned. Um, He was, like, calling stunts on run plays. Like, what is going on there? Terrific Teddy, thank you. Uh, Corey Washington, Lance playing with all backups. Purdy not. True. Uh, Phil Pot says sourdough Sam is number two, a money position player for Trey uh, is the only way to move him for value. The team needs three quarterbacks. Trey's the best three for us. Okay. Sourdough Sam is number. That's terrible. Manny Fresh says Trey played with all bums. How can we judge this? All bums. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough one. Viking says Purdy needs to play in preseason. Mahomes played. I think we all agree. We need to see a fast start this year and getting our first team humming is key. I didn't watch the game yesterday. think this is a team that's going to start fast, but maybe, maybe they they'll turn it around. Flavius says must suck being drafted six rounds earlier than you should have having millions of dollars and a job despite not doing anything for three years. Poor Trey. Flav, a hundred percent of your comments are about Trey Lance, dude. You need to switch it up, dude. You keep like you're like a pitcher who has one pitch. You just throw fastballs every day. You gotta have a curveball, a slider, a changeup for effect. You know what I'm saying? It's just the same pitch every day. Use all your pitches is what you're saying. Gotta use your pitches, man. Switch it up. Manny Fresh says Sam throws one good pass and gets praised by it. Uh, Monza says Flav is tiring and boring and stupid at this point. Nobody wants to hear it over and over and over. There's 52 other players in the team getting. Yeah, man, you you could you could be the like I was the guy who was really critical of Jimmy Garoppolo all the time. But I'm also critical of Kyle Shanahan and a lot of players. Like, there's a rotation of guys who can get it, and really anybody can get it, including you, Flav. So watch it. Monza, thank you. Steven says, uh, the lamestream media went in on Trey Lance, them Red Bull Paris. Don't talk about near uh, near interceptions with anyone else. They lazy. Steven Pryor says, Jesus Christ, enough about Trey. How was Tabor? John Feliciano, Charlie Warner. Tabor Pepper was the story of the day. Bang Bang 415 says, give the Niners O-line picking a pickle gift card so they can bulk up and play better. Whew. Flav says, I'm, I feel bad now. Sorry, I've been right, Monza. 
Stephen Pryor says, "Who is the best Kubiak? Who is the best Kubiak so far? Clint or Clay?" I Couldn't don't say. Couldn't say. Ezio Sanchez, Zeke signed to New England. There goes our backup center. <laughs> God, New England always has the the lamest weapons. They're just Seriously, so no receivers. Belichick, I think, is going to go. I think his legacy is going to take a hit without Brady. I think he's kind of revealing himself for being. Last year was bad with Joe Judge bad. and and oh. uh, who was his other offensive coach? Oh, Patricia. Patricia. Patricia and Joe Judge coaching offense. Yikes. Robbie says, Grant, uh, lead by example. You hate that the media hate on Lance, but you hate on Purdy for nothing. He did nothing except take advantage of an opportunity. I like Purdy. I do like Purdy. But I think it's fair to be skeptical that he's going to be a guy who wins a Super Bowl. I like Purdy. He's a good starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good starting quarterback. He's better. He wasn't going to win a Super Bowl. Well, we'll see. He's, we'll he's see. better than Jimmy. I think, I think he's he way better. He was better than Jimmy. He was better than Jimmy last year. This is Brock 2.0 with a new elbow. I'm... I want to see more. I want to see more. Logic says, Mullins, though. Logic Mullins says. recently said. Mullins recently said he didn't feel 100% himself until a year out after the surgery. Sure, Nick. but logic says that all second-year players are going to be better than first-year players, especially at a mental rep position like quarterback. And when I asked I Brock about, about that. last year to this year, he said, hey, man, last year I was walking to the line of scrimmage just trying to remember the verbiage to get the sure. play calls. But the book um, on Brock gets more sophisticated, too. That's the thing. Sure. And the book on, and, and the but he book also on Jimmy knows the offense better. Sure, but the book on Jimmy far outpaced any uh, improvements that Jimmy made, and the more exposure he had to the league, the worse it got for him. I want to know. Everyone knows. Uh, so people are starting to learn Brock Purdy's tendencies. He doesn't throw right. He rolls left. He doesn't throw deep. He he likes to hold on to the ball. He doesn't step up. He backs out. I mean, sooner or later, there's going to be a book on him. Can he adjust? If he can, he'll be the real deal. Then he'll be the real deal. I'm I'm skeptical of calling someone a real deal. I feel like in every sport, a guy can have a, a fast start. Baseball, basketball, football. The league is going to adjust to you. Didn't we have this conversation about Willie McCovey? Like, Willie McCovey's best year, statistically, was his first year. It doesn't mean it was his best year, but the league adjusts, and then you have to adjust. And there's a constant battle, and the guys who are good at that over a long period of time are the real deal. Brock hasn't even begun to see that yet. He could be fine, though. I, my, my theory in the whole real deal thing from Shanahan is just that there's been so many people that despite the fact that Brock played so well are like, is it real? Is How's it going to be this year? I don't believe it. I won't believe it. I don't believe it. He's Jeremy Lin. Big dog right here says Jeremy Lin. And I think I Shanahan's think that's the fair question to ask him. after eight starts, honestly. But that's I what he's fair to back question that's anyone why he after said he's eight a real deal. That's yeah, well, that. yeah, I think it's a mistake to call someone. I think it's a mistake to call anyone the real deal after eight starts. I don't give a damn because I remember be Ron Jaworski. Deal. I remember Ron Jaworski calling Colin Kaepernick potentially the greatest quarterback ever after ten starts. I do remember that, and he'll never live that down ever. Like no one wants to hear what Ron Jaworski has to say about football anymore because they were like, uh, "Didn't you say that shit about Ka Kaepernick?" One, yeah, stop. <laughs> Sorry, sourdough Sam has been right there in front of me this entire time. It's about to make some fire memes. Yeah, he really is. They got Sourdough Sam, number 14. Viking, I meant we need to start fast. We look like crap. Play the ones, Kyle especially. Brock, he needs to play some. Niners picking a pickle for their O-line. <laughs> okay, let's get to something else. Forget Sam Darnold. Brock Purdy, supposed to play in preseason game number three. Apparently not preseason game number two, although this week they're going to be lifting the restrictions on him. He's going to be able to throw every day. What do you make of this development? 
Well, I mean, I think it's important that he plays, um, you know, some, you know, establish a rhythm and play. And I think it's really important for Darnold to play more, too. I thought yesterday, the one thing I, I'm not, I know Sam Darnold can do it in a short amount of time. I have less confidence that Sam Darnold can do it in a longer period of time because there's been so many inconsistencies throughout his career. So don't give me a few plays of Sam Darnold, a highlight splash, and then take him off the field for Brandon Allen. I want to see, I want to see Sam Darnold get some more run because I've got more questions about the consistency of Sam Darnold and the consistency of Trey Lance than I do about the consistency in Brock Purdy. I'm more concerned about Brock Purdy's ball. How well can he throw the ball? How much ball speed does he have? How accurate yeah. is he and how much ball speed Me does too. he have? That's if what he I need has to know. ball speed and he has accuracy, I know he's accurate and I know he can process and I know he can throw a timing. I need to see Lance and Darnold, especially if they're actually competing for one spot. I need to see them on extended runs in these last two games. I think it's important to see Brock in, in a preseason game. I know they're going to start on week one, but still. This training camp hasn't been great, and they need to know why. If he goes and plays a preseason game and it looks good, then forget training camp. But if it carries over to the preseason game and it is an issue of zip and he doesn't quite – because he spoke in Henderson, and while the Niners say he's good, he's ready, he's good, he's cleared, he says, I'm just trying to get back. I'm not quite – like he's more hesitant when it says that, when he talks about this stuff. So – I think it's important to play him in the regulars in the preseason just to make sure, just to make sure. I agree. I'm not you saying you bench him if he if he plays poorly, but I think there's enough questions that you want to see him in a preseason game. And and they are going to play him in the preseason, but I would like to see him Good. a little bit in the next two games. And it sounds like we're probably just going to see him against the Chargers. Manny Fresh says uh, it's giving Flav's girl loves Trey, and he's mad. Okay. Uh, Monsa says, Kyle, CMC usage is very telling. He's going to be heavily featured in the passing game, running game, not so much. I doubt he gets the carries because Kyle uh, put planning with CMC. Early prediction. I just hope CMC stays healthy because the Niners have, like, all these. It's a top-heavy team, and, like, most of those highly paid players get hurt a lot. So they're good as long as they're healthy. They don't have the depth they used to have. Aziz, Jimmy, Abacom, Amenihu. Manny Fresh. None of these quarterbacks will ever win a Super Bowl. That's what I think. Kay Adams tweeted about your conspiracy theory. Yes, she shit on it. I'm sorry. Did Thanks, she? What did she say? Yeah, it's a, she said uh, like the best conspiracy theory since the moon landing or giving the moon landing <laughs> a run for the, its money. Fair enough. Uh, are you concerned about Isaiah Oliver? It was interesting. He was like the yes. one starter out there with the defense, and I'm thinking, wow, like why? And then he got torched, and I'm like, okay, that's why. And then Kyle today said he's not the starter, and he's competing. I was like, with who? I didn't know. You know, you know, who I, you know, I'll say it right now on the 14th of August, you know, who I think may take that gig. Your UCLA brother. Hey, Q. Quantrez. I love that guy, man. He's such Quantrez a good guy. looked great. I thought Every that time. was one of the, I thought Quantrez yeah. and his Quantrez dad follows me on Twitter. Tommy, he's a great yeah. guy. I'm a big fan of Quantrez. You watched him at UCLA. He's a true alpha. He's super smart. He can play corner. He can play slot. He can play safety. And you know what? He will hit you. So I, you know, I, I did not like what I saw from Oliver. That over route, um, crossing route, he was chasing it from behind. He almost looked like he was going three quarters speed. And yeah. I, to me, if he doesn't play better, Quantrez, I think, is going to be better against the run. So if he doesn't play the pass better, you know, I don't, I don't know. 
if I would play all over over Quantrez. No. Um, I kind of like Hawkins, Quantrez too. Uh, yeah. I, Quantrez Knight, people don't know who he is. He went to UCLA. Uh, every t- I told him I go to UCLA, and every time he sees me in the locker room, he says, Grant, I'm coming. I'm coming, meaning he I'm going to make this team. He's a good player. I'm going to make this team. And I've told the story before, but he was he, he played at UCLA. I went up to him. I said, hey, do you know which which team Chip Kelly coached before UCLA? And he's like, <laughs> no. Who? I was like, this team, man. Football <laughs> players. It's funny, man. They just sometimes they just don't know. They're yeah, they're in their own their own uh their own lane. But he's I, a ball it, player, man. And he will hit yeah. you and he can cover and he's smart. Yep. And if Isaiah Oliver doesn't get it rolling, Quantrez will be the better option and and Wilkes will go to him. You have to understand, he played for Chip Kelly. Like, Chip Kelly has terrible defenses. This, like, terrible. This guy was, like, the, not just the best player on the defense, but the leader of the defense. He's a serious football player. So, if he has the athleticism to cover these dudes in the slot, he also has, like, the leadership and the work ethic and the, all that. He's the real deal. Shout out Q. Not my friend because I'm a, but he's just a, a fellow Bruin. Okay. How good, about this? Good ball player. Jake Moody. Is he the new Sebastian Janikowski? I'm worried about that, too. I'm worried about that. that. Remember Seabass? He had a leg and a half, but he would shank 30-yard field goal. Like, he would just. I mean, he did what what Moody did yesterday. Like, man, why did did you shank that 39-yarder so so hard? Hooked one, pushed one. I mean, obviously it's early, but Zane Gonzalez, I'll say this. You've been You've been at practice. They've got multiple options. They could go to Zane Gonzalez. They want to go to Zane Gonzalez. Zane Gonzalez is kicking it right down the middle. And he's got a pretty good leg. Um, Or they could go back to Robbie. Yeah, they definitely could go back to Robbie. Maybe they should go back to Robbie because you can't have this guy being like a... Did you hear his interview after the the game? No. I saw him being interviewed, though. He seemed like a scared kid, and oh. maybe that's what he is. But, like, you know, people say Trey Lance can't play for this team because they're a Super Bowl now team. Like, well, kicker's pretty important. I mean, they score the most points for their team. If this guy is going to crumble under the pressure, I, I know there's pressure at Michigan, but it's not the same. You're replacing Robbie Gold. You're playing for the 49ers. You got to be money. You got to be like a veteran locked in. And that's a lot of pressure for anyone at any position. So I don't know. Robbie Gould and, can handle it. I don't. I don't know. This guy can. And it's kicker. There yep. is actually insider knowledge. I was talking to Jennifer Leachan about Phil Dawson. Phil Dawson supposedly knew the wind, you know, trajectory, the wind, uh, you know, directions in every stadium in the league. I mean, this was Jake Moody in a freaking dome with missing both dramatically. So we'll see. We'll see. I, the question I would have is, how short is the leash? You invested a third-round pick in him, and you also invested a third-round pick in Latou. Neither of those guys, you know, right now are looking good. How much rope do they get? I'm not sure that Latou should make the team, man. Like, he can't hold on to the ball. How many times are you going to let this man drop or fumble the ball before you decide he's not one of your 53 best players? I mean, how, how do you cut? Like, not just Ross, Ross Dwelly's cool. What about uh, Troy Fumagalli? Like, he looks Making like... Making plays. Yeah. How are you going to cut that guy for this guy who makes no plays? No, no, no. He does make plays for the other team. 
I don't see how you do it. And he said all the right things, but so what? So you know, what? I'm I, you know, there's no excuse. I just got to catch the ball. I'm going to get on the jugs gun. I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to do this. It's unacceptable. Yeah, That's better. great. You can okay. say that, Sweet. but you know, at, at the end, the results have to change or and fast. Give me some pleasant surprises from this game, considering the Niners were freaking awful. But some people were not terrible. In fact, Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham. Okay. He's okay. playing, you know, he's wearing the green dot. He, I thought, was a weak side linebacker strictly, but he's bigger and stronger and more forceful hitting than that. He's got good instincts. He was flying around. Uh, McLuhan loved him um, after the draft. McLuhan's got a great eye for talent. This kid is just big time. To me, the big winner yesterday was Purdue football because they had the they had Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders and Jalen Graham for the Niners. But, yeah, no, Jalen Graham looked terrific, and uh, he stood out to me. And then the other guy was uh, Deshaun Jameson. I mean, Deshaun Jameson, I've been saying it for three weeks now. Hey, I know you guys all like him as a corner, but wait till you see this guy as a return man. He's really dynamic. And then yeah. I thought he was going to be more explosive. But his patience was very veteran-like. Um, so I really loved what I saw to Jameson. I loved what I saw um, out of Quantrez. And I love what I saw to Jalen Graham. Yeah. Uh, here's one. I'm waiting to praise this guy for a couple of years. Ambry Thomas. Yeah. Ambry. Ambry. Sorry. I really knock you on camp because I feel like you never make plays in camp. But I got to say that you make plays in games, man, like you did two years ago. You did yesterday. Maybe you're a gamer. Like, I, I, after what he did yesterday, I would not cut Ambry Thomas. I would no. keep him on the team. That was intriguing. You don't cut good, good NFL corners. You just don't. Nope. And he made plays in a game. Shout out to him. Ilm Manning. Third string left tackle. Six foot two. I think he's way better than Jalen Moore. I think he should make the team. I like Ilm Manning. When they when they signed him as an undrafted rookie free agent, I thought they might move him to center, but they just kept playing him at left tackle, which is where he played at Hawaii, and he's good at it. 16. If it was my call, if they can't find a, a third swing tackle outside the organization in a trade, then Bingo. I'm making Ilm Manning my swing tackle, and I'm Hell cutting yeah. Matt Pryor, and I'm cutting Leroy Watson, and I'm cutting Jalen Moore, and I'm going with Ilm Manning. Um, Jalen Moore's effort against Jordan Willis was awful, no. awful. Yeah. I mean, literally blocked him for two seconds, and then as soon as Willis, you know, moved a little bit to the right or left, he was just like, no need to stay in front of him anymore. We blocked him for two seconds. That's all we need. And Matt Pryor bulldozed. I mean, he was he was horrible. I thought Z I like Zakel as a guy. I thought he really struggled. But yeah, yeah I mean, they their third tackle. They better be able to go get a trade for a swing tackle. Otherwise, I'd go with the, I'd go with Ill Manning. He doesn't have tackle build, but he's got tackle experience, and I'll take tackle experience uh, at Hawaii over over the guy, other guys I'm looking at there. All right, Javon Kinlaw started against the Raiders. Raiders gouged the Niners in the run game, particularly in the first half. Uh, last time we saw Kinlaw, he was getting pushed around the field in Philly. Since then, he's gotten healthy, and he has. Had a great offseason. He recently spoke to the media last week and said all the right things and also said that he still believes that he's a freak and he's going to show it. Um, did you think he showed that in this game? No. I mean, I, I didn't. he didn't get anything done. Um, 
you know, you're spinning in, in an obvious rundown situation. You're spinning out of the A gap as a as an interior player. I don't want yeah. that guy has one and a half sacks in his yeah. career. Yeah. No more spinning. Stay I don't want to see the guy ever spin again. Stay I mean, in your gap. Stay yeah. in your gap. Stay. Yeah. If anybody should stay home, it's Javon yeah. Kinlaw. Stay I, home. You're a wall. You're an you're you're an absolute monster. Just stay in your gap and force them to move you out of the gap. Don't move out of the gap voluntarily to try to demonstrate a pass rush move when you don't have any pass rush ability. That's the way I see yeah. it. Yeah, I like him. I agree. I were I I did a number of interviews with him last year. I find him interesting. I know he knows that he needs to play with leverage, but yeah, he's not getting anything he done. He's not he getting anything done. That's the thing. So like he'll he'll go to a a press conference and he'll say like it's all about pad level with me. Like all I got to do is maintain my pad level. And you're like, okay, he gets it. And then you watch him play and you're like, your pads level is too high. What, what are you doing? It's your four. What's going on? I don't. That's the. I don't get that. They they they're gonna have a know. problem against the run inside. If um, if they can't they find, are. I mean, Givens gets moved in the run game. Hyder is going to get moved inside in the run game. Hargrave is a pass rusher. Armstead right. has great functional strength, but they need one more guy. Yeah, they this do. Team meet, this team has not looked the same inside against the run since, since CJ Jones, Jones walked away. And and right and Clea Davis, I'm, right I'm not. I love nah. Clea Davis's movement ability. I got to see him actually with a uniform on doing it. Yeah. So Waggy, I liked him practice. Waggy didn't get a lot done. He's on the ground too much. Um, the one guy who kind of fired to me on the D line that I was not expecting was Marlon Davidson. Mm. Marlon Davidson, the Auburn him. kid, who's, who's like a three hundred pounder, who's kind of a pass rusher. Yeah, he's he's kind of nice. I kind of like yeah. Marlon Davidson. Yeah, I like him too. Uh, last topic, and we'll move on to the super chats and get out of here. The backups in the trenches overall. I mean, who was good? I mean, we talked Ill Manning, like some third stringer showed, but like of the second stringers, Cleveland Farrell had a sack. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Um, but but once it. again, the the other the offensive lineman blew that. Cleveland Farrell does not have the speed to get around you from to the outside. So he is he desperately wants to make you lunge outside so he can knife back inside because that's his best route to the quarterback. And what did the Raider offensive lineman do? Exactly that. Gave up the inside shoulder, and and Farrell sacked the quarterback. Farrell will not sack the quarterback if you make him run the loop. But yeah. if you if you let him knife inside, he's got a shot, and that's what the Raiders guy, Raider guys did. But still, the, that nonetheless. I like Cleveland Farrell in this game. I liked Marlon Davidson. Um, off backup offensive lineman, uh, Poe, I thought was bad. Zakel was bad. Uh, Pryor was bad. Pryor. Um, more Jalen Moore, very inconsistent. Don't feel really yeah. good about even Feliciano, yeah. uh, w wasn't great. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's thick and wide and everything, but he's not he's not stellar. But I'm more concerned about the Niner backup D line than O line because the backup D line's got to play. Yeah, it's true. And uh, yeah, because they're supposed to have a rotation there, and like it doesn't seem it seems like. Anytime you get 99 and 90 at D tackle together, I'm running the ball. Or A gap. So That's what the Raiders did. They just said A gap. 
Yeah, absolutely. Corey Washington. No, Frank Tom. No. Yeah, Frank Tom Ocean says, if you don't smash the like, you freaking crazy. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Corey Washington. Jimmy Jr. has a noodle for an arm. Don't know if he'll make it out of the Steelers game. Wadden Fitzpatrick coming. Sacks interceptions. Well, I hope he makes it out of the Steelers game. That's pretty we'll morbid. See. Um, we'll see. Jay says, Niners have shown that they aren't afraid to make a big trade for a college quarterback. It's time to go after Caleb Williams when this year ends. Just do it. Just do it again. Just do it again. Not going to happen. Everybody loves tango. Caleb Williams. And I, I kind of like, go watch Michael Penix from UW. Go watch him. He's got ridiculous hose. I That's a dangerous name. Michael Penix, yes. <laughs> Penix. That's a dangerous name. Although I do think it'd be funny if you had to get someone's jersey. Uh, you, you might want to get that one. It's just for, just for the giggles. Manny Fresh says Womack should play nickel. See, that was another one of the players that I was kind of like disappointed in. Like, he gives up big plays, Sam Womack. And he does it in practice, games. Like, he's always right there. But it's like a 50-yard catch or a touchdown. Sam Womack almost had it. A little concerned. Niners daddy playing, praying Purdy plays with second team online versus SD. San Diego? Chargers? I wish they still played in San Diego, man. I wish that there was a San Diego road trip because I only travel based on like games. The Murph. And like the LA road trip is super overrated because they play at LAX. So you stay near LAX because you can't, it takes an hour to go 10 miles in LA. You can't just stay in like Westwood and be like, oh, no, you'll be screwed. You'll never make it to the game. So I don't like the LA road trip. Did you much. like Sorry. five nights in Vegas? How many nights were you in Vegas? Did I like five nights in Vegas? Yeah, I had a good time in Vegas. It was fun. It was cool. I don't know. Five's be, I think five is like you, the extent, were you set up in Were you set up in the post game in the stadium last night? Yeah, I went into like one of the coaching booths. Yeah, that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, at those first, I thought, man, I thought it was a green screen. No, no, no. Those are open after the game. There's plenty of them. You could do it, too. Yeah, Niners Daddy says, pretty, no, got you. Uh, Frank Tom Motion, Larry, uh, you got to get Grant a Krug Show shirt. That's a nice shirt. I would rock it, too. What size? Jimmy, I'll bring you large. one tomorrow. Large? I'll, wear it. I'll wear it when we do it. Yeah, yeah, large. Thank you, man. Jimmy Easton says, hey, Grant, I love your show. Keep doing what you do. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Phil Potts says, chill on Monday. Uh, chill on Moody like McDaniels did with those two timeouts before uh, his two tries. The whole team laid an egg onto the very different next one. The whole team did lay an egg, and hopefully they won't do that anymore. John says the depth is only going to get worse uh, with this, uh, the salary cap. Yeah, I mean, once they pay Nick Bosa, it's only going to get worse. So they need these draft picks to step up. They need yeah. Oren Day Burks three. to step up. Marcelino McCreary Ball. Isaiah you look Oliver. good, Marcelino. We should mention Marcelino. He was flying all over the place. He had, what, six, seven tackles, whatever it was. Yeah. John says, uh, Dork, York going to justify keeping Kyle after another failed season and give Cousins a bunch of money to just fail again and again. When will York learn? I really don't support the Kirk Cousins thing ever. Like, no. If they get him next year, he'd be like 36 years old. You already said Brock Purdy's the real deal. No, it's Brock. Brock is your guy. You got to make it work with Brock. I don't want to. I don't want to see this pivot. No more pivoting. That's a double dribble. I mean, it's. I mean, what, what big dribble. games? What big games? I like Kirk Cousins. Good guy. I've interviewed him a few times. He's a really nice person, and I think he's a well above average NFL quarterback. But he doesn't win big games. Not that I can remember. Michael Penix has ridiculous has a hose. ridiculous hose. Did I hear that right? <laughs> yes, you did. 
Penix has a jokes like that. So funny. Ricky says Feliciano, a big disappointment. Honestly, hoped he uh, pushed Burford for that right guard spot. All I know is when they signed him, one of my best friends from high school, who's a Raider fan, texted me. He's like, Feliciano, huh? He sucks. <laughs> Okay. Because he's, he's, he's played he's, for the Raiders. He's as wide as a Coke machine, though. I mean, he's, he, it's, it's, you know, the old so saying, the five dollar cab ride to get around the guy. He's super broad. Um, I actually like it because uh, to me, that guarantees that you get the best out of Brendel. I think uh, Brendel's look good all offseason. I think he's yeah. better than last year. Anyway, that's the whole show and nothing but the show. Larry, thanks for doing this simulcast with me. I think it's been a really good. Set up the last few weeks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Blew up. Yesterday was a, a huge post game show on the Krug show. Huge, biggest we've had. Thank goodness. It's like it was like the Super Bowl. It was like the playoffs. Yeah, no, it was great. Kyle, Ke- hey, I, I complain, but really everything you do is right on. It creates so much interesting content. Don't change. Never change. And the idea of a backup quarterback competition is genius because it's it doesn't matter, but it gives us views and so it's great thank you kyle i think the backup quarterback competition should be a staple every offseason <laughs> right exactly uh, thanks for watching everyone i'll be back tomorrow with my dad see you